Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 6, Swinter. Ah, Swinter. I think that would be Wummer, wouldn't it? <laughs> so what is Swinter? What happens in this episode, Callie? They make, their dad gives them a snow cone machine, and they basically makes the mixture of winter and summer. Mm-hmm. And Doofenshmirtz tries to um, basically sabotage the giant chocolate bar in the chocolate factories or something like that. Yes, because his popularity is at an all-time low, and so he figures if he makes little chocolate confections of himself that everybody will start to like him more. What is the innator that he uses to make to make this device? Meltonator 65000. Yes, I'm not sure why that's... Yeah, I don't understand his numbering scheme, but that's okay. So the formula uh, is, again, an 8, a score of an 8. We're missing two things. I write at the end, curse you, Perry the platypus, is not said. And, ah, Perry the platypus is also not said. Uh, meanwhile... The mom and dad go to an antique show where they find a big clock. Yeah. And the song in this episode is It's Swinter. I'm going to say that's the name of it. It's a that's a, it's a pretty good one. I thought the song was called Swinter. Because it's winter. It's basically about Swinter. Whoops, I accidentally hit my mic. Yes, it is about Swinter. Uh, I appreciate it in this episode. There's a, a scene. I was going to call it one of my funny ones, my funny bits, but when Perry is getting ready to, to bust or come in on Dr. Doofenshmirtz, there's this ominous piano song. <laughs> dun, dun. And uh, there's actually a guy sitting at a piano, playing the piano, hanging over the entrance that Dr. D intends to drop on Perry. That's similar That's a to. a little dark. That's similar to the the orchestra playing right next to the lava flow in Candace Loses Her Head. It's the same same kind of joke. Well, let's do our top three moments of the episode, Callie. Um, which one are we starting with? Well, we always start with number three. It's a countdown. Oh, okay. We've got to build suspense for... Number one. Which one's going to be number one? Yeah. Um, At the beginning, it's... It showed Perry's drawing. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know why it just was. Right. Well, it looked like he was taking notes. And then we see what he's writing, and it was... A picture. Of? Monodrum. Yes. I think I pronounced his name wrong, but... Eh. We knew who you're talking about. We know. The whole sequence... His twin brother. Monodrum. I think it's how I pronounced it. Well, Monodrum. Monodrum. <laughs> That's how I pronounced it. I was just making a joke out of it. The uh, the whole sequence, again, was an extended sequence where Phineas and Ferb and Candace are on the snowboard and they're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But right toward the beginning of that, they crash into a snowman and it ends up basically completely covering Candace. And Phineas's line is, how'd that miss us? <laughs> Which was a good logical question because they literally had to go through them to attach itself to Candace. That was my number three. I feel like it would go on Candace's face because Phineas and Ferb are shorter than her. But yes. it would it would like basically attack them 
it would attack at Candace's face and not her whole person. That's right. And so that's just another example of how there's an absurdist quality to this show. Does that logical? No. It's not meant to be logical. But it's still funny when Phineas points it out. What's your number two, Callie? My number two was when Schmidt sees that Carrie's still in his trap. He says, two and a half, two and a quarter. You know, in some countries, it's illegal. It's rude or something like that. He, he could have just pressed the button, but he wanted to have the whole fight scene and stuff like that. Right, yeah. So what's that like? What's that, what, what is that a re- joke a reference to? I have no idea. You know how parents sometimes, like on the count of three. Oh. So, because they don't actually want to get to zero. Or they don't want to get to three if they're counting up, I guess. So, my second favorite moment was when Dr. D is uh, explaining that his 18,000 laser pen meltinator and... He says, it has a melting capacity of seven. <laughs> but that's on a scale of one to five, so that's a pretty big number. <laughs> What's your number one, Kelly? My number one is, excuse me, Bob. Hello, Bob. Pardon me, Bob. And then, and then when they finally got on the snowboard again after passing the bobs, he said, it's a bobsled. Yep. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, I knew my number one, the moment that I remembered, the moment that Perry got set in the quick drying or quick hardening chocolate, I'm like, oh, wait, I know what my number one's going to be. <laughs> How did you get out of there? You ate your own hiney? <laughs> oh, man, that's one, of the, that's one of the great lines of the whole show. Anything else to add, Callie? Any other observations? No. Well, I guess we're done. Just some sketches. Okay. Well, that's fine. We can't see that. This is an audio an audio medium. I just attempted to do sketches, but I failed miserably. I'm sure you succeeded in attempting to do a sketch. So, as usual, you can contact us if you'd like. Our email address is... Callieandherdad.gmail.com That's very close. You got it very close that time. It's a callieandherdad at gmail.com. Not dot gmail.com. But that was very close. That was like 95% accurate. Yay! To conclude, here is Ferb's line, which came very early in the episode, after Isabella asked why they were calling it Swinter. It's a unique and logic-defying amalgam of winter and summer. Well said, Ferb. (laughs) See you next time. Bye!